0: It is Tuesday. That means time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. No matter what the next generation of mobility will be, it will be on wheels, and Bridgestone will be there. Bridgestone's solutions for your journey. Uh, the EV transition is well underway. We just saw a recent survey that shows that uh, range anxiety is no longer the big obstacle for many consumers. It's the price of the EV. But for others, a major obstacle may be, where they live and whether they live in a high rise, a tenement, an apartment, or a single family home. Paul Eisenstein exploring that these days from his perch as uh the bane the big poo bah, the publisher and editor in chief at the Detroit
1: Bureau dot com. Paul, good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. My perch right now is in the middle of somewhere in the mountains outside of Phoenix, actually, where I am testing yet another battery electric vehicle so which one has
0: really blown you away and this is this is this a new Kia that I understand you're driving?
1: No, the Kia will come off embargo at five o'clock. I wish I could talk more about it. I will tell you, and since this is a shameless plug, it's five o'clock somewhere uh, paul five, <laughs> yeah, five <laughs> o'clock eastern time if you go on the detroit dot com <laughs> you will see about the e v nine from Kia their three row uh three row all electric vehicle, I think people are going to be blown away by what that vehicle has to offer, but right now, uh, I got out to where I am in the middle of these mountains, uh driving a Hyundai Ionic six, uh which is the next all electric right. vehicle that they are bringing to market. Uh, you know they have done very, very well with their ionic five
0: will it meet the uh, standards for tax credits? I know there's a lot of protectionism uh, in the bills will th- will that be competitive?
1: No, it won't meet the standards of it it seems like a good percentage of EVs won't meet the standards right now. However, uh, while they won't confirm it, uh, Hyundai does have a $5.5 billion plant going into Georgia, and they will be—I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet you big money that they're going to be building this vehicle at that plant as soon as that plant is completed.
0: Yeah, I've heard good things. So back to the the matter at hand, and that is um, the fact that we 've got a lot of people uh, in urban situations that live in apartments who have no charging capability where they live, which is where most Correct. people do their charging
1: yep about about forty million Americans live in apartments or Uh, similar type dwellings. And then you have to add millions of people who live in situations. We have some in the city of Detroit where they have maybe no driveway, certainly no garage. They may not have a place where they can uh, simply put a charger on their property. So when you add that up, the number's closer to 50 million people. uh, And that would be a market for many, many millions of automobiles. That's going to be one of the biggest challenges we face going into this electric revolution.
0: So how do they confront it? Because right now, I will tell you that with the, uh, the moratorium on evictions, rent controls, things like that, there's an awful lot of landlords saying, I can't afford to, to build that kind of infrastructure.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a real issue. Not when you're starting to go out two or three years. <clears throat> the reality is uh, there are going to be a number of different ways that we'll see this, uh, this get solved. Uh, For one, well, I spoke with some folks. Matter of fact, there's a story live on the Detroit Bureau now uh, where I talked with somebody from a company called Amperage Capital, and what they're doing is they're working with landlords across the country in uh, residences where they may have 100 or more apartment buildings. they likely have some sort of parking structure. Uh, This company will go in, and they will do the heavy lifting to put in a charging infrastructure in that apartment complex or condo complex. And then it's up to the landlords who will share in the profits uh to, to work out deals with their with their tenants. Uh you may pay uh, part of your rent towards getting a, a spot with a charger, or you may pay just a flat monthly monthly fee or the like. Uh that's one solution. Another, uh there's an outfit called Parkway that is based out of Philadelphia. They are North America's largest owner and operator of parking structures. And they're putting in more and more level two, the 240 volt type chargers that you would have at home uh, in their parking structures. And so in many cases, they're finding people who might have an apartment or condominium or home nearby are renting spaces that come equipped with one of those chargers. Now there's even even more uh, opportunities, several cities, Los Angeles is experimenting with putting chargers in light poles and uh, power stanchions so people on the street would be able to plug in Uh, we're seeing in a number of cities portland for example is working on a law that will require anybody building a new apartment or condo complex with five or more units to at least pre-wire so that people can have chargers there will be solutions it'll take a while and and right now, people I know people that live in in apartments who do have EVs. They just have to go to one of the public charging stations, which yeah. are popping up more and more around the United States. They have States. to
0: work a little harder at it. Well, I can foresee now you're going to have uh, competing uh, condominium projects saying we've got the cheaper charging rate. Maybe we can get a, like an old-fashioned gas war, get that started between the... Uh the housing providers in the uh, in the in the rental se- sector there. Uh Paul thanks so much. Enjoy your drive in the mountains. We envy you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh again it proves there's a lot of reasons to like EVs.
0: Take care.